Welcome out there to another awesome episode of The Album Argument. I'm Ryan. I'm Jeremy. And we are so glad to have you with us as we discuss another cool, awesome indie record. Today, let's surf those waves with Nada Surf. Nada Surf. Nada Surf. This is a very interesting pick. But before we get too far, let's say in four seconds. Four seconds. For those that are just joining The Album Argument. For the first time. For the first time. What? is the album argument album argument is when i give you a record you pick the best and worst songs i also pick the best and worst songs you had a second to spare dang it or i was counting too slow i, I gotta go faster i gotta that, figure out how to go faster. faster i wanna go fast yeah ricky bobby <laughs> so yeah so thank you for everybody listening any new <laughs> listeners any long time listeners grandma for listening Dude, thanks, Grandma. I think Grandma might have liked the Beatles last week. Uh, Grandma probably did like the Beatles. Yeah. Unless Grandma was a Rolling Stone. Oh, oh, there you go. I didn't. I forgot about the Rolling Stones mention. I wasn't much of a Rolling Stone. I wasn't either. Uh, if I had to pick between the two, I'd pick the Beatles. Yeah. Oh, that tells you, you how much I like the Rolling yeah, Stones. Yeah, I wasn't really that much. <laughs> so uh, I kind of alluded to that last week saying that I feel like this album might have been influenced a little bit by the Beatles. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree. Um, this album was influenced by the Beatles. Not to I, take I'm not even going to deny that. Not to take anything away from Not A Surf or your pick, but just wanted to throw it out there. You know, the the ever-increasing uh, kind of extend and reach of the Beatles. Look, into I'm fully aware music. that every band, pretty much every single band ever, Ever has the Beatles in their at least top five of favorite artists of all time. Doesn't mean they have to be in mind, though. So uh, for those that are new to the album argument, right? So we like to get in under each other's skin just of a course. little bit and, you know, throw some music and kind of bring up those topics. So uh, check out the Beatles episode last week. And yep, check it out. It's a winner. But this week is Not a Surf. So why did you pick Not a Surf? Ah, uh, Not a Surf. This is um, this is another one of those records that falls into that time frame for me. You know, 2002... 2001 to 2004 area this is a 2002 record um it, it's kind of funny how it all came about but uh i'll get into that in just a second i just want to first start off by saying that not a surf was formed in the early 90s by matthew cause ira elliott and daniel Lorca. actually ira elliott came in later like right before the recording of their first album uh so matthew and daniel they met at a they both kind of grew up in france and belgium as children and came to america um new york city where they both they both went to the same international school and it was like a French international school. So they spoke both French and English at the school, which would later influence one of the songs on this record. Ah, ah, we, oui, we oui. just explain some things. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Now, now I'm again. So for those new too, and for those that are listening for a while, whoever gives the album, right. So, you know, they give some yeah. backstory. I know nothing about this album. Correct. So now as Ryan saying this, I'm starting to think, oh, that's why a song on this album is in French. Sorry, continue. Ah, there Keep we go. letting it go. <laughs> so when asked what the what the name Not A Surf actually means, um, Matthew Collins basically said he's he now first off, Matthew Collins is the uh he's the lead singer, he's a guitarist for them. They're generally a three piece. Now they've kind of bumped up to a four and a five piece, you know, extra musicians out there to round out the sound. But so he basically said it was the concept of surfing on nothing, like being being somewhere but being nowhere, like kind of like just freeing your mind and you know moving from idea to idea topic to topic with 
without like any kind of reverence, you know, just kind of floating along. So not a surf, which by the way, I have to say, I think this is one of the coolest band names ever. I, I just think it's neat. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I'm not very familiar with Not a Surf, but that's yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, they they were popular at one point. They were popular. They did have a hit popular song off of their album High Low, their very first record, and it was called Popular. Yeah, everybody's heard that. If you if you've heard '90s alternative music, you've heard this song at some point in time. Yeah. You want to hear a fun fact? Sure. When I taught poetry um, in my high school English literature classes that I taught, popular was one of the songs I used to teach poetry, you know, and like breaking down the song. I, I used a plethora of songs out there, but popular was one of the ones I really enjoyed using because of the sarcasm that is in the lyrics. But if you take it out of the context of the song, if you're not hearing the song and you're just reading the words, like how does that differ and blah, 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 and like breaking down the poetry behind it. And the kids really enjoyed it, they seemed. Nice. And I see some of that. Yeah, that was the only song that I knew of Not A Surf. I know yeah. you've been trying to get me into Not A Surf for a while. I think I, it started back in the early 2000s. Yeah, and I kind of was like, eh. And I guess pre-streaming days, you'd have to go buy an album. Yeah. And I don't know. I guess I had to really be impressed or I didn't borrow an album for whatever reason. So nowadays, though, you can just do Spotify or Apple Music. So it's kind of yeah. cool. So I thank you for giving this to me. Oh, thank again. you. Um, so... It's long story short, not a surf. I've I've got all their records, uh, even some obscure stuff that I've found on the internet. Uh, they've I've really enjoyed them over the years. But what I came to find is that their first album is not really a reflection on who they are. Like high low was was a little bit heavier. It still had some uh, pop elements and stuff in it, obviously. But it, it kind of they they toned down a little bit. Their second album, Proximity Effect, wasn't even released in the United States until years afterwards with a because of arguments with the the record company. They basically had to buy it out mm. so that they could release it. And by that time, 2002 rolled around. Not a surf had kind of like fallen out of the wayside the, because of the second album not being released. They didn't have a fan base really anymore. So all the boys of not a surf are out there working regular jobs and they're wow. trying to record this album. And they did so by doing small tours and paying the producers off of merch. It's produced actually by the band, Chris Foodrich and Louie Lino. And again, they, they paid them by merch sales and stuff like that. And it was recorded over different periods of time. Now, when the album finally did drop, it was released on Barsook Records, which we have a band that we love that's on Barsook Records known as Charlie Bliss. Oh, yes. Very, very uh, great album way back when. Yeah. That's a good like was, eight months ago. Yeah. It was a long time ago that we covered Charlie Bliss. If you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen to it. Guppy. Guppy. Now, it's actually really cool because Charlie Bliss, uh, Barsook put together a, like a a tribute album to Not A Surf, and they got all the different Barsook bands to contribute songs to it. And Charlie Bliss did one as well. I think they did The Way You Wear Your Head from this record, which is cool. Let Go, when it was officially released in 2002, it was very well received, uh, with Entertainment Weekly actually stating the album has a dozen near-perfect pop songs. Wow. Which... I think is 100% accurate. It's almost near perfect. It was number 31 on Billboard's top indie albums with Inside of Love reaching number 73 in the UK. And if you go and look on a couple of uh, popular websites, All Music, AP, Rolling Stone, All Music has it listed as a 4.5 out of 5 record. Alternative Press has it as a 4 out of 5 record. And Rolling Stone has it listed as a 4 out of 5 record. Wow. So this is a pretty solid album. I love this record. I found it 
by chance, I was going through CD Warehouse, a UCD store where we grew up. Mm -hmm. I found the High Low record and the song Popular on it, and I got to listen to it, and I fell in love with that album. So I did a little quick research, like, what else is out there? The second album couldn't be found. This is the only other album that, that showed up. So I went to the store and I bought it and I realized quickly it's completely different and so much better. So Jay, that's my story. That's the information on Not A Surf. Please tell me, what do you think of the album Let Go? I think it's uh, funny I first should mention. So you said a UCD store. Yes. And in today's time, it's all, we're only maybe 10 years removed from the end of CDs. Yeah, pretty right? much. But it's kind of funny to think that we would uh, get together and uh, maybe not necessarily together, but we get all their CDs together. <laughs> when when you really want to buy a new album, and sometimes this is how I did it, I said, I don't have the money. Okay, let me get rid of the yep. ones that I don't listen to. And then you would go there and maybe retail the CDs were, what, 12 to $15? 12 to 15 You could get them there 5 to 10 Yep. Maybe somewhere. So I have a lot of stickers still in the side of a lot yeah, of Yeah, so do I. Like four ninety nine. Yeah. Or, so it's pretty cool. I still uh, think about that. So um, kind of have a mini flashback. Thank you CD for that. CD Warehouse is still around in our hometown. They just moved. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Across the street. So yeah. I thank you, CD Warehouse, because that's where I also found a lot of albums. Because let's mm-hmm. say at $5, you're more willing to just take a chance. Take a chance. Yeah. yeah. If it's 12 or 15 you're like, I don't know. That's... That's one third of a game I could buy or something. You well, know. when you're waiting tables, uh, like I was waiting tables, yeah. you know, I worked at a mom and pop pizza shop like that, you know, 15 bucks for a CD was like it's hours like worth of work. 15 hours of work now. Because, you know, not always <laughs> getting the best tips because you're a clumsy teenager who drops food. Yeah. And the, the extremely low waiter wage rate, <laughs> yeah. right? $2 or whatever. So anyway, so um, yeah, so I don't own this. I might buy it. I think I could buy it. Nice. So it's it's tricky. So in today's streaming world, you know, you just take a spin. You just start listening. So it's so easy now. So I would definitely say everybody should go listen to this. I hear some kind of um, Weezer-esque Yeah. There's vibes. definitely... Well, it's it's funny. You mentioned that because their first album was produced by Rick Ocasek, oh, as okay. was Weezer's first record. And so, yes, there are definite Weezer vibes that have always been in Not A Surf. Yeah, and Weezer, are they kind of West Coast base, kind of yes. like a California type yes. sound? Yes, Weezer's California band. And it's not a surf, maybe because it says surf in it, but I, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a West Coast sound. You mentioned more New York and They so are forth, New but, York based, but, but... But I don't yeah. know. I hear a, a West Coast sound, let's no, say. No, that's cool, yeah. In, in this. So it's got a lot of quiet, it's got a lot of loud, so it's got that 90s element that I like. I could hear, cool. I could understand how the 90s album would be, uh, what did you say, high-low? High low. High low maybe would have been a heavier just because everybody was heavy then and then everybody kind of finds their mark. So um, I really liked it. I know great tones. I think actually the mix and production is actually really good. It's really good. Sounds really good. I think they lucked out on who who they they paid via merch sales. So that was pretty cool. All catchy choruses. Yep. Great vocals. I wish I could sing like that. Seriously. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. I, I will probably nice. buy it. Nice. I, I think I could buy it. It's got some nice, easy listens, right? And it's got some kind of edgy tracks. So a few that stood out were um, Happy Kid. I think uh, that that's a good rocker. Uh, Fruit Fly kind of starts off kind of quiet. Mm-hmm. And it gets really loud. Gets really so big. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, High Speed Soul's a rocker. Treading Water's a rocker. So those are all my kind of big picks for, I don't know, they just tend to be all the rockers. Um, I'm pretty sure I've heard Inside of Love on like a... 
Pandora Station. Probably. I guess, is it the single? Yep. Maybe the most played yeah, track? Yeah, it's, it's definitely the most played track. Uh, I think it's also been used in TV shows and also commercials, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so on Spotify right now, sixteen over 16 million plays of Inside of Love. Yeah. Every other song is less than a million, for the most part. There's a couple of a million, you know. Yeah. It's usually the first track has more than the rest because everybody hits play and then decides from there. So, anyways, I'll start there. Because of all the songs that I was going through, it was hard to pick one that I did not like. I'll say that. Oh, nice. So I'll have to listen to more Not A Surf. Um, But I had a problem with the first track. And we've talked about openers. Really? Blizzard of 77. It's not a bad song. It's a great song. It just... It, it starts, it's all acoustic. Yes. And it just doesn't musically grow for me compared to all the rest of the songs. Again, if I'm listening down all the other songs, like I was kind of thinking, well, paper boats, but then it kind of builds and I don't know, it, it just musically progresses. Blizzard of 77, I felt like it, it needed to do something. It's cool. It's got the vocals We're and you're looking fight. at me. Yeah. We you're going to fight. fight. Again, uh, I say this because all of the other songs, sorry, are very strong. It's a great song. So if you have to pick one, another one that I was thinking was maybe neither heaven nor space, but lyrically, that one's pretty good. I'm, I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> so my pick for worst track, because I would say I almost didn't get into it at first because I played Blizzard of 77 mm-hmm. and I go, okay, is this, uh, okay, I don't know what, I don't think I'm going to like this. In the blizzard of 77, the cars were just lumps on the snow. And then later, tripping in 7-Eleven, the shells were stretching out of control. On a plane ride, the more it shakes, the more I have to let go. Now the signal. So maybe it's not the song, but it's the production maybe okay. that I don't like. Like I said, everything else is well recorded. It is well recorded, but it's the production. You hear the first 30 seconds mm-hmm. or whatever 30 second snippet you listen to. That's pretty much the song. Yeah, Musically is, yes. and vocally and all that. So it sounds great. But then I just kept feeling like, okay, what what is it, what's going to happen? So I admit when I listen you to this album, more. I would be happier. And it's 12 songs. I would be happy to start with Happy Kid number yeah. two. I think, let's say if it's a reintroduction, if they wanted that heavy side, maybe they were going for the lighter side. Hey, this is not the not a surf of old. We're going to yeah. go with Blizzard of 77. But that takes me to the best track, I feel. I already mentioned Happy Kid or Fruit Fly, High Speed Soul. I think Fruit Fly would be an honorable mention. I'm going nice. to play that first. Yeah, Fruit Fly because it starts quiet and it gets really big. So musically, it just does something that um, it's got both sides of not a surf. But I think uh, the vocal timing is cool with the guitar line. And I don't know. It's funny that uh, the the lyric content, like if you actually listen to Fruit Flies and talking about mm-hmm. that he has you know a bag and he notices the flies, and then it kind of flips to the perspective of the flies themselves yep. saying, um, I'm sorry, you've got nowhere to go. And then front, I didn't write the lyrics after that, but straight. And you, know, you can kind of, yeah. as he's... The words, once it gets bigger, and maybe that's the point when it gets louder, and then it's the flies freaking out, what are they going to do? So yep. It's kind of funny. It's kind of cool. So it's hard to play all this song right now, but I would suggest everybody go in and listen. Here's Fruit Fly. I'm sorry. You got nowhere to go. I'm sorry. You got nowhere to go. 
So it's a big wall of sound mm-hmm. once the band comes in. And so, um, yeah, it's cool. And it's called Fruit Fly. And it's actually literally written about fruit flies. Yeah. Like it's not a metaphor or anything. And it's, it's not a trash of, can. But it is a metaphor. That's also the cool thing. I yeah. should say it's not a metaphor, but it is a metaphor about just things not working out. And what are you going to yep. do? What are you going to so, do? I don't know. That's cool. But anyways, uh, going back a step, Happy Kid is my choice for best track. So nice. honorable mention, Fruit Fly, then it's Happy Kid. Number two, and I wish the album started with Happy Kid. I'm just a happy kid Stuck with the heart of a sad punk Drowning in my ink Always searching like it's on junk No matter who I hang out with I can hear the clack clunk Of the chains I pull the cars up the roller coaster I mean, the opening lyrics are, um, let's see, I'm just a happy kid stuck with the heart of a sad punk. Yep. So that's awesome. That's how the album should have started. I would disagree. However, (laughs) I could see Happy Kid actually beginning the record and it would have been perfectly fine. Yeah. Maybe it's an opener for like the live show or something. Yeah. I could see that. And then, uh, but also it's got the cool slide, almost like a like a dobro something slide guitar in the like, mm-hmm. breakdown part. And it kind of is almost like a little country element there. Yeah. It's really yeah. cool that it comes out of nowhere. You know, it's all loud and then it gets quiet, but it's not a cheesy quiet. It's an intentional quiet. Yeah. Uh, but the lyrics are good. I think all around it's even if I don't like the song, then the chorus comes. Yeah. I, I, I would agree that this is another one of those albums where choruses are just next to perfect on every song. Yeah, and then uh, it's got a song in French, right? Yeah, right? a song. Yeah, and uh, doing a trip soon to France myself. And uh, La Poursaud, I, I tried to learn it in French, but I couldn't. Yeah, because it's, it's difficult. Yeah, it's very difficult. So now it kind of makes sense. And uh, But they, it's got a cool uh, affected vocal something in there. And yeah. throughout the album, they've got cool effects that kind of going back to whether it's Beatles or not, I think it's cool how they kind of push the envelope a little bit. And it's, it's indie. It's very indie. It's very indie. But it's very pop. So thank you. I will probably buy it. I will oh, definitely listen to it. Sweet. And I'll explore more Not A Surf. Nice. I like that. Um, let me just go ahead and start by saying that La Poussant is actually my pick for not the best song. Let's go ahead and listen to that. I think it saves it when it goes to the she la posa. Yeah, towards no, the end. I would. I just want to point out that it, there's for me there's nothing personal against the song. I listen to it every time. I never skip it. It's not that it's a bad song. It's just to me it it's a B side and it doesn't fit the other songs. It does not fit the record at all. Yeah, it's a B side. Now I love the history of them and how they grew up and and going to a, a French English high school, and that makes total sense. You know that they would want to throw that because that's a part of them into it. But again. A really good B-side, maybe not really the best for an album. So that's my only gripe on that front. Uh, I have to disagree with you. Blizzard of 77 is a beautiful opener. I love it. It's a great way to start an album. It's a great way to start some shows, man. Like, I, I could totally see that. Nope. In fact, ah, oh, you did. You pulled a me. 
<laughs> Jumping in with a quick nope. At least it's only two minutes. Yeah, it's true. At least it's a fast song. Gets to the next track. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Inside of Love, I feel like it's very trippy and beautiful. It does remind me of the Beatles. Uh, not yeah, going to lie. Or I'll go ahead and jump in. Uh, it, that could have been on the Benz. It, it really could have been on the Benz. Yeah, but let's hear a little bit of that. That would be my, my honorable mention. Radiohead. Radiohead. Uh, no, I love this song. I think it's a great, a great track. Again, I said trippy and beautiful. That's the notes I have for it. Fruit Fly. I love Fruit Fly. I love it because of everything you said. And like, it's, you know, the different perspectives. In fact, when it switches to the fly's perspective, I find it to be strangely funny, yet also at the same time, kind of like, that's me. You know, like <laughs> I, I can't even see straight. Right. I'm panicking. And, right. Yeah. So it's it's kind of cool how they it is put a very that together. Cool song. Uh, neither heaven nor space. I think it's just a pretty song. I just I just think it's beautiful. High speed soul, man. That is pure disco rock right there. Like that. Let's hear it small snippet. I agree. Good drum and bass near the end. Oh, love it. Yeah. You can just groove to it. And that I mean, that one's really difficult. That that was on that was the one I was picking until my daughter heard this album. Now, so I just want to preference that, you know, we form our opinions a lot of times, you know, just based on ourselves and stuff like that. We don't try to pull out, you know, other people's thoughts on it. I am a season ticket holder to Atlanta United, uh, the soccer MLS soccer team here. And my daughter and I went to a game and we were coming home from it. We were listening to this record and, you know, I was explaining like, hey, we're going to be covering this on the podcast. And she's like, oh, OK, so what, what are your picks? You know, she knows how the game's played. Uh, and so I started talking about the different songs and then we got to the last song. We got to paper boats and as we pulled into our driveway and I was just explaining to her how beautiful the song was, like how deep it was, how not so deep it was, how cool it was. It's like a conversations happening between people, how just like how haunting it is at points, how uplifting it can turn into be, but then it somewhat goes haunting again and ends on a haunting note. And she looks at me and she goes, I'm pretty sure you just explained why that's your favorite. And I, I, she caught me off guard. I stopped and I was like, oh my gosh, I think you're right. <laughs> and I thought about it all that night, the rest of that night. And I was like, she's right. That is my favorite. I've always, I've always loved this song. I always felt like it was a beautiful closer to a record. And so that's why I'm going with the haunting yet beautiful paper boats. Been thinking and drinking.
It's just a good song. Yeah. I like the chorus when it comes in. I think yeah. uh, it's a little... Mopey. Yeah, uh, sure. That's a good way of saying it. Just yeah, it's kinda, a little mopey. Kind of typical, too. Like, uh, it, if I'm listening I, okay. to the album, you know, 12 songs at that point, yeah. like when the music comes in, it's kind of, I guess, the mopiness just kind of down. And it's like, okay, it's fine. But when the chorus comes in, it's got a cool mm-hmm. vocal line, a good melody with the chord progression. That kind of saves it. And it's got cool special effects, let's say, throughout. Well, and then it picks up at the end, like you yeah. said. It picks up at the end again. It gets a little rocking and then goes back down again. Uh, I just, I love it. I think it's a great song. Again, a great way to close out a record, a great way to close out a solid record. I wish I could say this record was perfect. I really do. Um, Also, the very next record released after this is called The Weight is a Gift uh, by Not a Serve. It's a beautiful record as well. It kind of, it's very much, we talked about in the last episode, brother, sister albums between Revolver and Rubber Soul, stuff like that. Let Go and The Weight is a Gift, very much kind of like sibling records as well. Very good. Uh, They tie together extremely well. I I love them both. I have seen Not a Serve live. It was one of the coolest shows I ever saw. It was at Emo's in Austin, Texas. Uh, when I was stationed out there, it was so neat. And I'm just, I'm very glad and very thankful to have their music in my life. And I, I really hope that uh, everybody else out there gives them a chance and gives them a listen and goes and buys all their music because it's worth it. Yeah. And I don't know if I would have liked this when it came out, I admit. I wasn't gotcha. as, as indie as I am now, let's say, just because indie in general has become more, you know, everywhere, pervasive, yeah. and it's just everywhere. And, uh, but also our, our styles change and let's say it kind of pushes the envelope. So I was a little bit more maybe popular, high, low, yeah. probably at that time. And I wonder, probably at that time, I would say, eh, I don't want not a surf. And maybe I did try it at the time. So I think you just, you hit me at the right time that I'm, That's good. I, I'm thankful that I now have not a surf in my life. Oh, there we go. Well, when I think back to when this album came out, I was in like my hardcore phases and stuff like that. Like, so the fact that this, you know, gravitated towards me and I, I took to it, like to me, even shocked me back then. I was like, wow, what's going on in my brain, man? I'm getting all indie now. But it also has some slow reader vibes. It does. It totally does. So I think maybe that just that time of coming out of the yeah. 90s rock and kind of finding some other sounds. So I think it's good. So if, if you're on the fence out there about listening to it, it's got some rockers. It's got some sweet ballads. It even has a song in French. So, <laughs> yep, and if is. you're like me trying to learn French to do a trip, you might want to listen to this album. So take a listen. Hola. And, hola, oui. Yes, oui, oui. And uh, yeah, take a listen and let us know what you think. Have, have uh, Do you know the popular song? You want to listen to any? Have you listened to any other Not A Surf? Let us know. Yeah. Thank you so much to everybody out there. Again, please go support the artists by everything that they have. Find them on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, which is, I guess, iTunes. In a way, yeah, <laughs> Apple Music. Well, you can still stream Apple there we Music, go. or you could buy it. And I would say, as I said, I might buy it. So there I would you say, go. buy there it. There you go. Go buy it. Quick PSA, we should say. There is a big holiday coming up next week. Yeah, it's the the celebration of America happy, beating the British. Happy birthday, America! So what that means is happy treason day. <laughs> happy treason. Right. We are going to be taking a week off. Yep. So uh, we apologize in advance, but we're going to be doing some traveling and so forth. Hanging out with the family, celebrating America's birthday. America. So if you uh, need some time to catch up on maybe some previous episodes that you've been wanting to catch up on, 
Next week could be it. That was your time. But we will be back for another great episode in two weeks. Ah, very nice. Okay, guys, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Album Argument. We really do appreciate it. Please share us with everybody. Share us with Grandma. Share us with anyone you think might enjoy this record. Again, support the music. Support us by going to our website, thealbumargument.com, looking up Jay's Spotify playlist. And that's about all. Anything else for you, Jay? No, just have a great couple of weeks. And until next time, I'm Jeremy. I'm Ryan. Deuces. We are out. <laughs>